Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? This resource community was built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. You can network directly with members, educate yourself through free webinars and blogs, and even create your own customizable research library. Membership starts for as little as 49 cents a day. Download the Investigators Toolbox app or visit our webpage at www.investigators-toolbox.com. You guys have been hearing uh, for a long time about how much I love cross tracks, but now you're going to hear from somebody else. So we got George Gerges here. George is a member and user of cross tracks. George, tell me real quickly what you love about cross tracks. The simplicity of using it and the ability to customize everything that you could do with cross tracks is awesome. It actually allowed me to take the way that I do my business and implement it into their system. And not only am I able to manage 10 or 15 cases, I'm able to manage 50 to 100 cases with the same effort. Fantastic. So Crosstracks, um, the case management system, they are SOC 2 certified. Basically, that's an encryption, really an upgrade. They're the only ones out there that are doing it. So please support this great sponsor that supports our show. Uh, check them out. The links are in the show notes. Crosstracks, if you're an investigator, you should be using them today. Welcome to PI Perspectives. Today we bring you the next installment for this year's Osmosis Conference in St. Pete, Florida from October 16th to the 18th. This episode we welcome Chris Poulter, Mariel Klosterman, and Buddy Jericho. Chris is talking about the dark web, Mariel continues to talk to us about sock puppets in detail, and Buddy dives into the world of sex trafficking in OSINT. Please welcome our first guest, Chris Poulter, and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome, everybody, to the next segment of PI Perspectives, the Osmosis Edition, right? So we're moving into our next speaker here, and uh, we went really, really far all the way around the globe, actually, not even the country. <laughs> we're in a whole other country uh, as we record this. Chris Poulter, I want to welcome you to the program. Uh, you're the OSINT Combine. Glad to have you, man. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay. So before we started recording, I had mentioned to you that, that we actually met back at Osmosis, uh, I think in 2019, uh, the last time it was in Florida. And, um, you know, I remember specifically having some great conversations with you. Uh, tell me a little bit about the OSINT Combine and what that is. Yeah. So OSINT Combine, we, we specialize in uh, uh, open source intelligence capability uplift. So we provide training, software, and uh, services. So our training side is all about that fundamental tradecraft and getting in organizations and, and getting that, that baseline capability and then building them into an advanced capability with um, tool agnostic approach. Uh, and then we have a SaaS platform, uh, Nexus Explore, which is our, our sort of flagship platform uh, used globally uh, and and that's uh, that's where we look to create scale and efficiency within organizations uh, with their own with their own software. Uh, and then I have a services uh, part of the organization which really looks at um, providing that whether it's due diligence work for it or strategic reporting uh, and feeding that into different customer bases. So so that's sort of like what we do and how we go about it. But we're a veteran owned operate business uh, out of Australia. Uh, I come from a um, Australian military background and then transitioned into the ocean space uh, sort of later into my career. And uh, and then yeah, now we're uh, we're all around the world and, and loving what we're doing. Yeah. How many osmoses have you actually been to? 
this will, this will be the third one, I believe. So uh, I've been there every year since 2019. So 2021, yeah. So this will be the third one. And um, yeah, every year gets bigger and bigger and, and, and love what Cynthia and, uh, and the team do there. And uh, yeah, we're, we're super excited uh, down in Tampa, which which will be fun. And um, getting back to, I mean, last year was in person and I believe this year will be even bigger, which is fantastic. What made you decide to put in an, an application to become a speaker? Uh, we're all about just trying to uh, educate where we can and network and, and be with you know good people and and the crowd that uh, you know Cynthia sort of attracts to to the conference there is is a a grade and um, you know fantastic uh, opportunity to to get some knowledge out there. So um, uh, we're looking forward to talking about some dark web topics uh, and, and just engaging with the with the people that are going to be attending. So let's jump into that. Dark web is the the topic, right? So what do you plan on bringing to that um, that track? So we're going to look at it from from a little bit of a different perspective. So uh, looking at it in the deeper context around, you know, we, everyone talks about attribution, but we're going to look at it from uh, heavy into the technical side and, and, and what that means uh, for people accessing it so they have, you know, uh, comfort in, in uh, what is going on where they're connecting to those networks and also investigation opportunities. And then we're going to go on a bit of a journey, look at things around uh, what, what are some of the activity there and what are some of the opportunities uh, or techniques that investigators can apply uh, to the dark web to, to start leveraging um, information slippage between the surface, deep and dark web. Uh, and then, and then look at some probably some novel collection techniques, you know, in an automation perspective, uh, without having technical backgrounds, you know, so people can start to create scale and efficiency in what they're doing. You know, everything you know should be about you know trying to build less time collecting, more time analyzing to feed into that that process uh, and creating efficiencies in people's workflow. Right. So, what would you say would be the number one mistake most investigators or, or analysts make when they're starting to look into the dark web because i know it's such a like ooh the dark web <laughs> it's like a big term and, <laughs> and uh it's it's very romantic to uh to talk about it because of the hollywood and whatever but what, what right. are the mistakes that people make yeah i mean uh, over and it's a good point you know over dramatizing what the dark web is it's just another corner of the internet that we need to be comfortable accessing and so that you know the the first thing is just being aware of what your attribution is and the legalities of what you're looking at so unfortunately there's a lot of um a large portion of the the dark web is composing of you know, child sex abuse material which which is unfortunate um so that's kind of the things that investigators need to be aware of when they're operating down there what are the the, the operating parameters and legal parameters that they're, they're working in um given the fact that they may be exposed to certain bits of material along the, along those lines so um uh, from my perspective it's, it's less about what mistakes and more about you know um how do we build uh, resilience in things like even from an OHS perspective and a mental health perspective about what you might be doing when you're accessing it through to your technical protections and, and how do you get comfortable uh, operating uh, in that part of the internet, you know, to actually support your investigations. Right. Unfortunately, you can't unsee some things when, when you're Correct. Separate. Yeah. 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 Vicarious trauma is real. Right. Right. I mean, uh, and you bring up a good point here. Like, and I talked about this earlier with Buddy Jericho, actually, same thing, right? So you're collecting this information, you're, you're, um, you know, working on the side of good, but we have rules and we have parameters. We've got to make sure that however we're documenting this evidence that that's going to be usable, you know, because the worst thing you can do is catch somebody red handed, but you can't use it because you didn't follow the proper procedure or protocol to, to get it into evidence, correct? 
Yeah, I mean that one. You, you hit it right, and uh, you know, and Buddy's fantastic. The um, the you know, the ethical uh, approach to to what we do and the, and the frameworks that we might operate under, um, and then you know, making sure you're catching that evidence. The, the the hardest part about the dark web is things go up and down so often. If there is uh, things on the dark web that are going to be relevant to your investigation, is how you're collecting that, documenting the technical aspect, because it may actually not be there. Uh, when it comes time to to you know, having to demonstrate or validate that you know down the track, so so that's going to be critical, um, and then obviously deconfliction with um with with what the relevancy of your actual investigation is versus what other um you know, agencies might be doing work down on the dark web, right. So uh, as somebody who who works and lives in the the world of OSINT, what what is something that you would want to see in the next year? Uh, either a, a technique or technology or something, something that you're, you're anticipating coming down the line that, that you say, wow, it's about darn time we started doing this. Uh, probably less so on the technical side. I mean, there's always great innovations coming out of, of everywhere and, and everyone's looking at different ways to sort of tackle those problem sets. Um, I, lo- I like to think if, if we can start trending towards an ethical framework that we can all work towards and, and have that alignment uh, in industry so we know that who's doing OSINT for good versus, you know, the, the other side of that. So um, I think that's that's something that is, is in the works on a number of areas, um, uh, both from a, a formal perspective and then, you know, just sort of informal frameworks that people are, are starting to, to consolidate and, and fuse in um, uh, through their networks and, and obviously collaborating with others uh, who are working at the forefront of all this. So um, so that's something I, you know, I'm looking forward to hopefully over the next 12 months. Yeah, one of the speakers I was, I was talking to, I think it was is Billy Rogers. I'm almost 100% was Billy. We were talking about like... Uh, yeah, having like almost like a database, like a fingerprint database for, but but an IP fingerprint. Yeah, right. Like, okay, this is a bad one. <laughs> like these these are the, these are the bad people. Stay away from these guys. And just having that, you know, uh, you know, access to information for people, you know, that are that are doing investigations, saying, okay, we've already identified these ones as being a problem. Right. Something would be cool. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because there's also the validation that needs to go with that because, you know, IPs can be shared, you know, and they, they, they can be recycled. And, and so what we've got to be careful of is false positives and, um, you know, false negatives as well. So so I think there's a heavy piece of validation that goes goes with that. But, um, you know, being able to reuse resources uh, to create time time savings and efficiency in what you're doing is always going to be going to be important. So if there's resources like that, I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, the theme here in, in all the speakers that I'm speaking to is, is that request or what they'd like to see is just on the ethics side. I think there's a real starting to be a real push on that. I know it's something that Cynthia is very passionate about um, on her end as well. You know, just trying to lay the groundwork for methodology and accountability for the industry. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely heading in that direction. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and and the accountability piece on 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 what the the so what of that, and particularly in the global environment, it definitely makes it challenging. Everyone's got different legal aspects, but I think from an ethical and moral perspective, there, there should be a level of alignment, um, regardless of you know what people are doing. And just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. You know, is is, is always going to be at the forefront of people's minds, or should be at the forefront of people's minds uh, working in this space. So, what are you looking forward to the most about uh, the upcoming osmosis? Just getting back with everyone and, and, and catching up in person. I mean, it's a fun event. Uh, the, the, the speakers are great and the knowledge is, is always fantastic. But um, just being back there in person and, and it's all the sidebar conversations and and uh, hearing what everyone's up to and, and learning about, you know, some of the challenges people are having. Uh, that, that That's that's what I'm all about is is just, you know, getting back to in person and, uh, and, and looking forward to a good event. Definitely. 
Definitely. Okay. So we're going to wind down here with this segment. Chris, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, we were talking before we jumped on. It's literally like the next day for you. Like midday. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm late night here in New York recording this. So it's like uh, we're, we're bending uh, the sands of time here to make this thing work. Uh, I also want to thank my co-host, the cricket, <laughs> who's, who's been with us the whole time we've been talking. So uh, some of you may have picked it up. Some of you may have not. There's a little chirping going on in the background. Um, I'm sure Joey, my producer, is, is going nuts over it. But uh, hey, Chris, this was a three-way conversation today. So <laughs> thank you so much for uh, for jumping on and, and talking about um, what you're going to talk about. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Looking forward to catching up in Tampa. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. And uh, stay tuned for the next segment. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers and it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information. I think it's one of the best points of how Scope Now can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know, having that relationship you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope Now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope Now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. ScopeNow.com. Check out the PI Institute of Education at piinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Our next guest is Mario Klosterman, 
Mario was awarded the Rising Star Distinction last year at Osmosis 2021 in San Diego. We're talking Cardinal Control and the Sock Puppet. Please welcome Mario Klausterman to our next segment. And welcome everyone to the next segment of PI Perspectives, the Osmosis Edition. We are welcoming back somebody that we were talking to last year after Osmosis. Somebody who I was hanging out with. I think we had barbecue and chilling. I want to welcome Mariel Klosterman back to the program. Mariel, how are you? Doing well, Matt. Thank you for having me. Okay, so last time we saw each other, we were in San Diego, and I think we were yep. having like barbecue with a whole bunch of people. It was, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, what have you been doing since then? Uh, since then, I've been, you know, finishing up my bachelor's degree and working on pursuing my master's here, and you know, just little fun projects here and there, uh, just you know, working on my skills and building. Nice. Building my my technical skills there. So. Are you still uh, beaming in the glory of the award that you won? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it is. It's still you know it's still an achievement for me. I still feel that you know, pride that comes with that. So yeah, I'm really happy about it. But I'm you know working on building you know things that I can do in the future and right. you know right the next one so achieving other things yeah. One of the things you're going to be in the future, in the near future, is you're going to be teaching on osmosis, which is amazing. Absolutely. You now have the opportunity to have a seat in front of everybody and, and talk a little further about what you did. I mean, last year it was kind mm -hmm. of bits and bites. Let's, let's jump right. in five minutes of, hey, this is how we do this. But now you actually have a full session. So congrats yeah. to you. That's Thank awesome. you. Thank you. It's an honor for sure. So what are you going to be talking about? When, what's the plan here? Yeah, so last year I was talking about sock puppets and it was just the the big general overview, but now I'm going to be jumping in a little more on the uh the more detailed side of how to set up the accounts and how to, you know, try as much as you can to make sure that your accounts are not deleted or, you know, they don't fall under suspicion and, you know, just how to operate with accounts when you're doing research, when you're trying to, you know, find information. Okay. So not everybody knows what a sock puppet is. So why don't we break it down for, for those who uh, are still trying to figure out what lamb chop has to do with this. <laughs> yeah. So sock puppet accounts is a term for an alternative uh, social media account mm -hmm. on any social media platform. Sometimes it's not specifically social media, but it's basically an alternative account that an investigator or someone who's looking for information in, you know, open source or publicly available information uh, uses for operational security, right? So, you know, if you're looking into someone bad, you don't want them to know, hey, you know, someone's looking into you. Um, and, you know, you could have, there could be various repercussions if uh, you are using your own account. So. So what do you think, like, give me the three top mistakes people make when creating sock puppet accounts. Uh, using a very generated looking photo. So there's the, uh, what is it called? That there's, there's multiple sites that you can go in and generate um, a, a person's photo, right? That doesn't exist. Uh, this person does not exist is one of the biggest ones, one of the most well-known. But there's a thing with when they're generated that, you know, um, if you analyze it, you can tell, you know, usually depending on how the eyes look or, you know, sometimes there's one ear that's full and the other ear is like a little like sliver, even though they're looking straight forward or, right. you know, you should be able to see more of the ear than, it, you know, it's kind of. So, so like, it's kind of off. around with a slivered ear in real life, <laughs> it's like I'm a real person. Darn it. <laughs> I, I'm out here. I'm out here. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that's most of the time. That's a big one, how they get caught. And then a, a second one is um, following or, you know, just interacting with with a person in a way that is just very obvious. You know, you're trying to get something or you're trying to find out something. So you get a lot of those on LinkedIn where someone reaches out and just is very generic. Like, yes, I'm looking to connect with you because I saw your profile or something like that where, you know, they don't you know, have an interest in you. They don't know you, things like that. They want to tell you the secrets of, of Bitcoin <laughs> mining and how you're going to make it. Exactly. Yeah. They really want to help you in your business. <laughs> All you got to yeah. do is ask them to turn sideways. And then, they, then they exactly. That, that's yeah. That's one of the, the things they say with the deep fake videos actually, is that if you get them to turn their head sideways, then it will disintegrate and right. you can easily tell. But. Right. All bets are off. Um, yeah, exactly. So like some people also like, okay, so uh, why don't you take a picture with you holding a, a cup of coffee, right? And, and Exactly. These bad actors have a whole stockpile <laughs> of images like coffee, yep. Coca-Cola, whatever. They know what you're going to go for, yeah. <laughs> you, you name it, they got it, right? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And yeah, they're really, really determined to get your information. Oh, yeah, for sure. They Yeah, they have the time, they have resources, and they'll figure something out. Yeah. Right. So what are you hoping that folks that are attending your class are going to walk away with? I hope they're going to walk away with more in-depth knowledge of how to keep their accounts alive. And, you know, like I said um, earlier, those I said uh, two, two things that most people get caught on. But another one is um, VPN use, right? Before you've established your account, um, there's this thing called aging that not a lot of people know about or know that they should do when they're creating the accounts. Um, so for example, I was judging um, where the Trace Labs captured the flag for DEF CON um, just recently. You were and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So one of the things I saw a lot of people talking about was, um, hey, I tried to get into my account just now and it's not working for some reason. I, you know, and some of them got burned, um, their accounts got, you know, shut down or the uh, a platform was asking for, hey, we need your ID or we need a picture of you doing this or whatever, right, to verify them um, because something was something was off. So one of the things that people don't know is that in order to keep your account alive for, you know, a long period of time, you have to age it. You can't just jump into it um, once you've created to use it. You want to create it and then age it a little bit so that when you do start using it for your investigations for other things, it's not going to be seeming suspicious because you've already interacted with it. You've already used it like a normal person would. Yeah. No, you definitely, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta tenderize it, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like hammer. a nice little slow cook there. Yeah. Or break it down. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's so important, right? If you're trying to Absolutely. develop that that social engineering aspect, right? You're trying to create mm -hmm. a comfort level or get in there and get information. You know, there right. has to be credi credibility, right? You going back to somebody like Donnie Brasco, right? That uh, real life, right? <laughs> yeah. This guy infiltrating, you know, get, getting in with with gangsters and, and mobsters mm -hmm. and all that. And it wasn't something overnight, right? He had a, he had a right. It wasn't you just like show up on the door like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's a fugazi, right? <laughs> so. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's in, and this is just taking it one step further, um, mm -hmm. which is, which is crazy, right? I was having right. a conversation with some friends last night and we were chatting about like the metaverse and where everything is going <laughs> and how yep. like 
literally our lives are going to be avatars and yeah. you know, we're going to be in yeah. this world, uh, but not really in this world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the matrix, but not the matrix, you know, that exactly. Everyone's been, yeah, this, this has been yeah, something that people have been kind of conceptualizing for a long time. So it'll be, it'll be interesting once we get there, you know, cause obviously there's what people want, right. The ideal. And then there's what actually, how it actually works. Right. And so that'll be interesting to see what people envisioned and then what the reality is actually going to be like. Okay. So if you could see one thing happen in the next year in your space and your vertical, the stuff that you do, what would you like to see happen in the next year or so? Uh, I'd probably like to see a lot more integration for some of the tools that are out there because you know, there's a lot of different, you know, small, like one-off tools that, okay, it's useful for this specific thing, um, but it would be a lot more useful if you could, especially with open source, right? Um, there's a lot of tools that are open source themselves and can help you find open source information. And I think, you know, kind of just trying to merge some of those tools would be huge yeah, like having a one-stop shop where you can have all those exactly instead of running. Place. Okay, I'm gonna know, I'm gonna it, run it, this tool. And then I don't, I don't know any place that exists like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, just kind of see um, a lot more um, open source uh, collaborations. You know, just between different professionals and companies in the industry. I think that would be yeah. amazing. I love the fact that like Trace Labs and some of these other places, I was even talking to Buddy Jericho recently about uh, the Skull Games and, and all that, how yeah. there's these exercises and these challenges yeah. to these analysts out there, almost, you know, like they catch, capture the flag or yeah. whatever, whatever, like that, these training exercises, you know, it's, it's so cool that we're all doing that, right? We're, we're, exactly. we're, we're working with each other, trying to help each other out and get better at what we're doing, but we're also like trying to one up yeah <laughs> exactly that's that's what makes it so fun you know you're you're doing a good thing but it's also you know kind of a fun thing too so a little bit of bragging rights that, that exactly right so that's that's cool i mean it's really cool so um you're teaching obviously at osmosis you were there the, the the year before how many osmosis conferences have you actually attended last year was my first one yeah oh, all right cool well, now you're hooked, right? You exactly. Now I'm like, I have to go back next year. So yeah. that's great. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you. And um, you know, this this topic is always fascinating to me. You know, just oh, yeah. the, the whole idea of you know creating this whole life or or backstory, of, right? Uh, you know, something that <laughs> just right. to, to achieve a goal, I think, is really really neat. Um, yeah. So uh, for those of you uh, who have not signed up yet, well, there's more than enough time to sign up. Those of you who have signed up uh, and you're, you'll be attending there, make sure you take advantage of the online community that's actually set up already where you're able to go back and forth. Mariel's in there. You can send her direct messages, create exactly. a puppet, whatever, pretend <laughs> that you're not. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think uh, like, uh, was it Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? That name's probably taken. Uh, so <laughs> Probably, but you know, you could always make like a, a Neil, DeGra Neil deGrasse Tyson's dog or something, something you know something right. that's you know like a little parody account there you go <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, it was a uh, uh, michio uh, 
Kichu or Kaku, whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> your eyes on that one too. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, uh, Mary, this is great. Thank you so much for for coming on and, and just sharing a little bit of what you're going to be talking about. Of course. Um, Thank you so much for having me, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. So, you know, Osmosis, uh, Google it. <laughs> it's going on in October. I think it's the 16th or the 18th. Go, go check yeah. it out. And uh, come see me, come see Mario, come see everybody else that, that's going to be there. So sit tight. We're going to go into our next segment. Are you a member of NCISS? Do you know what this great organization does? The National Council of Investigation and Security Services was formed in 1975 to keep a watchful eye on legislation that affects our industry. Now more than ever, there are data privacy and DMV issues popping up all over the country. Consider joining and supporting this much-needed watchdog for our industry. Learn more at NCISS.org. The summer's here, and that means it's time to bundle discounts with the Investigator Education Consultants. Bundles are available on the fundamentals of the profession. Gumshoe talent, putting it all together. Hard time crime and pocketbook crime. If you purchase any of these combinations, you'll receive a 10% discount by using the code BUNDLE, B-U-N-D-L-E. Visit the website at investigationeducation.com. That's investigationeducation.com. Check out the latest issue of PI Magazine available online or via hard copy. Visit pimagazine.com to learn more. And with that, it's time to jump into our last segment of this episode. We first heard from Buddy Jericho last year, and he's back to discuss the Skull Games. Please welcome Buddy Jericho and your host, private investigator Matt Spare. I'm really, really psyched and happy to reintroduce my friend Buddy Jericho. We met last year at the Osmosis in San Diego, and uh, man, such a cool guy. You do such cool things, and uh, you talk about cool things too. So, Buddy, I want to welcome you back to the program. How are you? Good, Matt, and uh, thank you for having me back on. And uh, Man, we are super, you know, I spoke last year at Osmosis. That was an awesome, awesome time. And uh, I'm speaking again this year. So I'm super excited, especially because of what I'll be talking about uh, during this next conference. And like you, we talked about earlier before we jumped on the air here, uh, it's taking place in our hometown. Right. And not only is it in our hometown, it's literally right next door to our office uh, here in Tampa. So right. uh, it's a lot of exciting things, I think, uh, happening for this year's Osmosis Con. So like free tours of uh, Echo, right? <laughs> free tours, free coffee. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we we'll probably even have pizza here a few of those days. So absolutely. All right. Slow your roll there, buddy. We got to keep people in, in the classrooms, not going out. Um, so w- let's talk a little bit about your background for folks who don't know you. Tell me just you know briefly how you got to where you are right now. Sure. I, uh, I spent 10 years in the military, uh, grew up in Philadelphia. Um, went to college for a little bit of time, but uh, I just had this passion to go travel overseas and the military at the time was the best way to do that. So I joined the army, spent about 10 years in the army. And then at the 10 year mark, we, it was the height of the war in Iraq. Uh, I was in Fallujah actually. Mm. And uh, I was offered the opportunity to work for one of the larger intelligence agencies. And so I took it. And then I got into a thing known as human intelligence, where uh, I was uh, basically responsible for managing sources across the globe in the fight against terrorism. So I did that for about 11 years in 2012 when I left or resigned from the government. Um, at that time, a lot of folks were joining extremist organizations online. And so I started looking at the Internet and, and how the bad guys were sort of using the Internet to recruit people. And that just it was uh, it was very it was very exciting for me to sort of learn this whole new discipline. 
but a lot of the things I'd already known from doing this on the ground applied in the internet as well. And so, um, so that's, that's, uh, that's how I got into OSINT and, uh, we built a company around that. We continue to do that to this day. Right. And name your company is? Uh, Echo Analytics Group. There we go. Right. Based in Tampa, (laughs) apparently across the street. So (laughs) from, from where we're going to be. Um, that's amazing. I know the last time we were talking last year, you know, we, we had a, a, a little bit of a hiccup getting online together because you were a little busy. There were, there were people that needed to be extricated. I think it was Afghanistan, right? Uh, we, we were working on uh, on doing that, right? That's right. Yeah, we uh, we we were involved in the Afghan relief effort. And so, yeah, we're, it was just a super busy time. But uh, we continue to be involved uh, as much as we can. But it's uh, everybody's watching the news. So everybody kind of understands the issues around helping those folks get out of Afghanistan. Sure, sure. Fires are... are popping up all over the place and you got to tamp things out as they come up. So, um, so let's, let's talk about your topic a little bit. What are you uh, teaching on and what do you hope folks to get out of uh, your teaching track? So it's, it's pretty exciting. I'm actually going to be talking about counter-sex trafficking, um, especially because, you know, osmosis is going to take place here in Florida and Florida um, is the third, uh, has, is the, has, has, uh, is the third largest, state and nation for sex trafficking cases. Okay. Um, so I'll be talking about counter sex trafficking, some of the efforts, um, the difference between anti or anti trafficking and counter trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been running uh, skull games here in Tampa. We're actually going to be running our skull games next exercise uh, two days before osmosis. Okay. Uh, so that'll be that'll be pretty exciting. We're hoping to get some more volunteers this time. But so far, we've we've helped identify over the first four skull games. Uh, 40 women uh, we've been able to identify and then identify 20 persons of interest. So during the conversation uh, at osmosis, I'll talk a, a little bit about how we uh, execute skull games, the rules of skull games, um, how our analysts that join us to participate actually go about finding these girls and uh, these criminals. Um, and then I've got a big surprise at the end. Uh, I, I won't share all the details, but we do have a program we call the victim to victor. Mm-hmm. And so I will have a special guest joining me at the uh, at the end of my uh, of my discussion to kind of tell their story of going from being trafficked to now being an OSINT hunter, helping those girls who were once in her position. That's amazing. For a second, I thought the surprise was going to be pizza. But, uh, and <laughs> apparently pizza. this is more important. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. Yeah, I love what you do, man. And, and it, it's so awesome to be able to help people like that. And And what I love about you, and I've met you personally, man, it's just the servant's heart, right? You have a certain skill set and you want to use your talent for the greater good, right? You're, you're definitely one of those white knight type of type of guys, right? It's almost like an obsession, right? Well, well, I appreciate that. And that's one of the things I like about the OSINT community, Matt, is I, I know that everybody's kind of running businesses and, and, and we approach OSINT from different perspectives and skill sets. But one of the things I love about osmosis is I feel that way about a lot of people involved in our community. Um, it's just been overwhelming that, uh, for me at least, to see all the people joining Skull Games. And a lot of them come from our community. A lot of them attend osmosis. And what we've kind of figured out is for every volunteer that we have involved in Skull Games, we find about one girl. Uh, it's, the percentage is just above that. But um, So the more people we get involved, the better we do. But uh, but But I feel like our community... Most people are like that. They're, they've gotten into this discipline and this space because they do want to help people, whether it's through investigations, supporting the government, um, or doing things like school games. Right. Now that's great. So f- for folks who don't 
know what the skull games are, what exactly are the skull games and how does it work? Yeah, great question. So we had actually, we started this a few years back and uh, a government agency, a federal uh, law enforcement agency reached out to us one year and they said they had about 60 girls that were missing in Kansas City and they needed some help with locating them. And we had just trained a lot of their folks on how to basically use OSINT for that particular mission set. And so we only had six people in the company at the time. And so we couldn't do a whole bunch to help uh, but we wanted to. And so I reached out to all the folks that had attended our courses, all of our students. Mm-hmm. And we asked them, you know, instead of giving money to charity this year, could you please give us like three hours of your time and leverage the skills right. that we taught you and help us find these kids. And so we had a, a pretty good amount of people join. We were actually a- able to locate several girls. Um, and then six months later, we decided this is something we should be doing, not just when law enforcement reaches out to us, but we kind of have a civic duty to assist here, especially with these skills that we've acquired through the OSINT discipline. Yeah. And so we launched Skull Games uh, to continue that effort, and we've done four so far. And essentially the way it works is we work very closely with law enforcement across the country, and they they tell us exactly what the protocol is for reporting these cases, because the last thing we want to do is spend a whole bunch of time doing this work, and then it sits on a shelf somewhere, so we're very particular about how we collect the data, how we manage that chain of custody and how we hand it off. Sure. We also actually have law enforcement professionals that come here and in our ops center at Echo Analytics Group and sit in and help guide our analysts and help them, you know, build those reports in a way that law enforcement can easily take those and then execute uh, what they need to execute as a result. And so awesome. it's, it's closely coordinated with law enforcement. Um, we've actually worked with some uh, federal law enforcement agencies too in this effort and that's starting to grow. Uh, but the cool thing about school games is it's not just that people are hunting for missing girls online and kids. We actually have a point system, so we've gamified it a little bit. So there's there's a little bit of competition involved in this as well. You got to, man. <laughs> yeah. like we're all built, man. We're children of the 80s. <laughs> we, we live with Don, Donkey Kong and uh, Space Invaders and, and all that. Uh, it, it's just the way our brain works, right? We have to be yeah. super competitive. Um, so, and, and to that piece, Matt, when when, uh, when we send those packets out, that's why it's important for us to have law enforcement partners here because then the analysts get results nearly immediately about the cases they work. So that feedback and that gamification, like you said, is just it makes it a very exciting exercise for us. Yeah, that's great, man. That's that's great. I, I'm noticing that trend. Like a lot of conferences are trying to implement some sort of gaming strategy in in the conference itself. It's just we're all built that way, right? If we, you know, everybody wants to brag about how good they are, <laughs> what they do. <laughs> um, so if you could see something happen in the next year or two in OSINT, uh, what would be that one ask, that one thing like, man, if we could just do that, that would be amazing. I, I would like to see um, us come together as a community and establish some standards around training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's such a new space that I feel like there's so many courses popping up and uh, I, I'd like to see the community come together more collaboratively, establish a governing body that uh, manages the standards for what is accredited OSINT training and what is not. You know, sort of like accounting, uh, accountants have done with CPE credits and uh, law firms have done with, or uh, paralegals have done with the CLE credit. I think OSINT needs that that governing body that helps establish what the what real training in OSINT is, and so I'd love to see that happen. Yeah, well. man, that's a great uh, that's a great idea. I mean, it, it it's 
kind of happening? You know, <laughs> those of us who are in the know are in the know, and there's a push for it. So your your wish may be granted, <laughs> sir. Uh, but that's the it's great. I mean, we need that. We need that accountability. And it's there's so many people that get into this industry, whether it's coming from law enforcement or just coming out of school. And it, there is that now what? Right? How do I get started? What's what's appropriate? What's not appropriate? You know, there there is uh, a a wild west to it, right? Because uh, there's nobody really over your shoulder saying, "Hey, don't do that, don't do this." And you want to make sure you're not submarining your investigation by doing something unethical, because um, there there are some gray areas in what we do. Uh, so I, I I love that idea. It's awesome. Um, really, really good stuff. So, and I think the other part is, you know, when, when we talk to our clients, uh, they're, the, the consumers are just so confused over what OSINT is. We have so many different definitions. And so yeah. coming up with a single definition of what it is and what it is not, yeah. I think is huge. And, and the discipline is growing. I, I was talking to somebody the other day. If you do a search on Indeed for OSINT, for somebody hiring an OSINTer, you know, that's well over eight, there's 800 job vacancies as of a few weeks, um, just on Indeed for OSINT professionals. So that the need for this skill set is there. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, and the other thing to take into consideration um, is the, the, the ability for us to do our research, right? The data research and whatever, it's governed by uh, legislation, right? So the, if you get a body that is now accredited or whatever, it kind of adds a little weight to it. So when you're going to Washington and you're, you're talking to these senators and these congressmen and women and all that, and you're trying to educate them on why we need to continue to do what we do, the rescuing of, of, of uh, you know, people in sex traffic and, and things of that, like a lot of them don't know. They, they, they look in what's on TV or they hear, a new story about how some crazy looked up a judge and showed up at her house and shot her and her, her husband and, and kid, you know, it's like, that's the bad stuff, right? They don't understand the good stuff. And by having that sort of uh, accreditation or, or accountability and all that, it kind of leads weight into the industry, right? I, I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. It gives us a common voice. And I, I think one of the things you hit on there that's really important is People, I think, are just waking up to the idea that OSINT is applicable in so many different areas. It's not just law enforcement and military. It's, it's re we have recruiters attending our courses. We have accountants attending our courses. We have real estate. Real estate. Exactly. Real estate is a huge industry for, for OSINT. Yeah. Go figure, but it really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there, there are definitely a lot of verticals that are that are popping up now, which is interesting. And you know, they're going to want to regulate it. So. Um, I, wow. How did we get to this? We're completely off track, but, <laughs> uh, we're going to wind down here actually. Uh, buddy, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm excited to see, uh, your presentation. You knocked it out of the park in San Diego and it's, uh, you know, you, you got big shoes to fill for yourself <laughs> presentations. So you're too kind, Matt, but I'm excited. Yeah. 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 So folks, you can go, if you've signed up for uh, OSINT or osmosis already, you can actually go to the online community. If you needed to reach out to buddy, had any questions or, or comments or anything um, on that. So um, you got to get registered to, to be a part of that. Um, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys and buddy, thank you so much for your time again. And uh, I'll see you in a couple months. Yeah, thank you, Matt. I can't wait to see you. You got it. Welcome to Florida. Thank you. You got it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next show. We're well underway and counting down to Osmosis 2022, so make sure you check all the details for Osmosis at osmosiscon.com.
Thanks to Crosstrack, ScopeNow, Conflict International, PI Institute of Education, and NCISS for sponsoring the show. Please support our great supporters. Have you thought about joining Investigators Toolbox? Now's the time to get on board and join the fastest growing digital community for investigative professionals. Use code PIP201836 to save 10% on membership when you join. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.